0: One, two, one, two, hi, stuff. how are you? Hello, Stoff.
1: What up, Stoff? Uno, dos, tres, cuatro. That's Earth? as much cool. Spanish as I know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> and Dora the Explorer. <laughs>
0: I know, that's where I feel like 90% of the past generation learned yeah. whatever Spanish they learned from Dora and Boots. Uh, I'll never, <laughs>
2: I'll and never backpack.
1: watching Dora the Explorer with my daughter. Well, my daughter and son. And it was the first time a swiper actually stole something. He was like, you're too late. I'm like. It frightened you? It shocked me. I'm like, he he just stole?
0: Uh, Damn that swiper. (laughs) That's what he does. I'm like, this is real. This is real. He's (laughs) He's he <laughs> real is, world. He is the antagonist of this show. He is the nemesis of Dora the Explorer. But then, as Dan always points out, Stoff, are you rolling on all this? Uh, we are rolling. Okay, we oh, good. We'll, we'll just Apple. keep going. Yeah, we can, let's yeah, keep we can going. Let's go from here. Perfect. So, what always blows Dan and I away because I obviously watch with my my son now, and it's good. It holds up. It's a great show for kids, but. Every episode, Swiper tries to steal something. And only on his birthday, though, do they then reverse course and throw him a birthday party after he's been stealing (laughs) from them for years. Why do they? Why are they doing that? It's not right. And then the next week, once again, you're too you're late.
1: Too late. That the, the first time cuz half the time it's like no swiping and then he's like, "Oh, oh but the man. first time I Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's the but the first time he actually got away with it and he takes the backpack or whatever. I was like, "What?
0: What?" Yeah, it's uh mean like it. streets. Yeah, he was, he was uh, hardcore. Yeah. Who knows. A true fox. He was a true fox indeed. <laughs> um hey Stoff, do you have a um a throwback uh, to last week okay let's listen to what happened on last week's edition of the jnn podcast brought to you by mcdonald's by the way jermaine franklin is here with us uh filling in for dan great to have you here buddy yeah good to be here thanks i love the i love the uh setup it's nice right the yeah, radio studio is nice and like Stoff, no no radio shows are in here right now it's really no. our studio yeah, exactly because everyone else is doing the show from home So that explains why all of Dan's garbage is still here. (laughs) From last week. And previous weeks, yes. I didn't want to say
1: anything, but I'm just like
0: anyone clean does anyone know that we're in here? Comfy.
1: I don't know. I think so. We had to clear it with someone, so
0: I imagine (laughs) someone signed off on it. They probably forgot by now. Okay, let's hear what happened last week.
2: Previously on the Jay and Dan podcast.
0: Mm-hmm. I like the idea of you becoming a zombie, but then not telling anyone and then just coming back into work. And Tim being like, okay, Dan, did you finish writing your on cameras? It rains. <laughs> and Tim's like, for f***ing sakes. Mm-hmm. Monday night football pack, this Vikings Bears highlights. You just be like bridge brains, <laughs> and into the end zone, mm-hmm. You don't, you can't get COVID if you're a zombie. I guess you've kind of moved past disease at that point. COVID's the least of your worries. You're dead. Mm-hmm. And then at night, I wonder what kind of music weeks he listens to. Yeah, I want to know guessing. the Steely Dan twenty-four-seven. Mm-hmm. Hey, who wants another cold one? This is do it again, guys. Great track. Mm-hmm. All right, so should we dance? <laughs> uh, Bob, I don't, I don't think we want to dance. Mm-hmm. Getting drunker and drunker, and his eyes blacker and blacker. Sign me don't. up for that night. You're listening to the Jay and Dan podcast, brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. It's the Jane Dan Classic. podcast. Oh, yeah. And it is for the 23rd, Monday, the 23rd of November. I don't even know. Yep, that's think, about right. Correct. I think that's right. Uh, Jane Dan podcast brought to you by McDonald's. Um, uh, we were just, yeah, we we're just discussing Dora with Jermaine. And Jermaine, uh, you're with us all week on the TV show as well. What, how, what was your first impression? Of, you, you hosted with us last night. What was your first impression of, of the show and the crew and everything? You know what? The crew's great, and the the show's great.
1: I It takes a little getting used to because it's a little more loose, you yeah. know? A little, a little more relaxed, a little more loosey-goosey, as they say. So I was like, um, what's next? <laughs> Should I say something? Uh, I'll jump in here. Okay.
0: Yeah, that's it's almost like you have to fight your way in. You have to find your spot almost. Like and the whole loosey goosiness of it, it comes from lack of preparation for sure. <laughs> it's that, that's the hallmark of our careers, lack of preparation. No, it's uh it's fun um doing those post NFL shows and we had Davis Sanchez on and he was in his uh his office at home. Yeah. What looked like a throne chair. Yeah. Like, Chazzy. Yeah. Not shy. Just no. Like, He's I'm like, well, I got my gold chair exactly. <laughs> and my fake brick what, wall. Well. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> With my, t- my San Diego Chargers memorabilia from when I played. Phenomenal decor. Yeah, exactly. No, he, it, it was cool talking to him. But uh, first, I got to say something about our sponsor, Jermaine. Of course. Here's the deal. There's never, there's never, There's never been a better time. Order your favorite McDonald's world famous fries from November the 10th to the 30th. A portion of the proceeds from every size fry purchased at participating McDonald's restaurants will go to support Ronald McDonald House Charities Canada. Plus, you can also round up your order to the nearest dollar at the drive through or the kiosk. Whether it's buying fries for your family or paying for the order behind you, let's continue to have Canadians support other Canadians. Go enjoy some fries. Show your support by using the hashtag. Fries for good, Jermaine. What is your McDonald's order when you go to the drive-through? What's your standard order?
1: Oh man, that's a well. Do I feel like treating myself or standard order?
0: I think let's go with treating yourself. Okay, You've got a good show. Okay, so, good week of shows. So
1: Feeling good. Yeah, yeah. Loving life. Treating yourself. Um, I'll go for the quarter pounder meal, replace the drink with a triple thick chocolate shake. Whoa! Might as well make it a large. Um, upsize the fries. Whoa! And if I'm with, uh, you know, if I'm with the kids or if I'm with my wife, there's no doubt I'm getting either a ten-piece or a twenty-piece box. <laughs> and I will have sweet and sour sauce with that, and I will split it. But I am, I am the Papa Bear, so You're I get most. Male. I get most of the 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 nuggets. So if it's a twenty-piece box and I got, I have two kids, um, they'll get six each and I'll get, you know,
0: the eight, you know, it's, I feel good. I feel
1: like that's, that's what I'm treating. myself. That's you know, not, that's, that's not excessive. The quarter pounder's fantastic, yeah, that's a, by the way. Like
0: that's a delicious sandwich. Yeah. Remember it always said sandwiches on the menu when you'd go into McDonald's when you were a little kid, it said sandwiches. And I was like, these aren't sandwiches, they're burgers. <laughs> and they changed it eventually. They change adventure. You said that your uh, wife used to work at McDonald's when you were going to college. Yes. Is that right?
1: Yes. University of Windsor. She worked at the McDonald's, the Tunnel McDonald's right there. She had to deal with the riffraff from Detroit. Oh, God. And then she had to deal with the riffraff from the U of Windsor. So wow. that was me. And uh, Talk about a um,
0: one-two punch of hell. Oh,
1: got me through school, I'll tell you that much. <laughs> yeah. While other kids are
0: starving, I'm just like, I got a fiber, and this is going to last me for hours. I am crushing fries. I'm crushing McDonald's. I'm passing my classes. <laughs> exactly. I'm heading to Detroit on the weekend to see what's happening south of 8 Mile. I am living my best life. I'm Jermaine Franklin. I'm the man. I'm the man. <laughs> (laughs) man. So now you have recently... uh, Oh, shout out to my wife, by
1: the way. Oh, I call her Chipmunk. Andrea is her name. Shout out to Chipmunk. Shout out to Chipmunk. For feeding me through my university days.
0: Now, as someone... And I wish she was here. I wish we could ask her this question personally, but maybe you can answer for her. As someone who worked at McDonald's all that time, now is she... Does she have uh, sort of like... um, Does she like going back to McDonald's? Is it like a nostalgia thing for her? Or is it like, no, I can't go back anymore.
1: That was my old. No, she loves it. Yeah. Yeah. As a matter of fact, like I've contributed to um, the fries, uh, purchasing fries already a couple of times. Yes. Um, Late last night, she was still up. I'm like,
0: you need anything? She's like, I'll have have some fries. I'm like, (laughs) like no doubt, babe. We were talking about. I don't know a single person. I'm not just saying this because they're our sponsor. I've never met a human who doesn't like McDonald's. (laughs) (laughs) Not a single human. Um, Our guest today, this is exciting. So you've moved recently back to Toronto, um, and you're anchoring on SportsCenter. You're anchoring with us. It's been going great, and I want to get into that with you. But your replacement um, was just announced officially today by the network, uh, Salim Valji is going to be taking over as the Calgary Bureau Chief. And yeah. uh, we're going to give him a call. Is he on the line? Salim, are you here?
3: I sure am. How, how are you? How are all you, buddy?
0: right. Uh, well, first of all, I, the first most important question, what's your McDonald's
3: order? <laughs> what's my McDonald's order? I uh, I was a big chicken nuggets guy. Uh, I just... They're, they're addictive to me, honestly. So it would be chicken nuggets, and it would be... A large fries and and just that that Coca Cola mix that they have. It was my first mm. job ever. I was fourteen years old, oh. so I've probably got a lifetime uh, a lifetime addiction here. So uh, that's so you got to live with it.
0: No, wait a minute, Slim. Where you so you grew up in Edmonton, correct?
3: Yeah, that's right. So uh, just up from uh, Calgary. So, well, um, oh, yeah, we know where Ed, Edmonton is. So <laughs> my first... I'm, I'm, I come from the East, so I'm still getting used to the geography. Uh, here, so That's more for me than for you. Right, right.
1: <laughs> and on, on that note, I have to admit, when I moved back to Ontario, I'm originally from Ontario, although I did live in Edmonton as a youngster from from kindergarten to grade uh, three. Yeah, kindergarten to grade three. Anyways. Okay. So i saying that, uh, Edmonton is just up from Calgary. Yeah. For some reason, every time I come towards Toronto, because I'm uh, in the GTA and I'm north of Toronto, I feel like I'm traveling north when it's really south, because it feels like I'm turning the same way as I would to, to turn to Edmonton. Super weird. <laughs> right, so, I'm right. really, so I'm totally mixed up. Every time I feel like I'm driving north because it feels like I'm going away from the city or towards towards Edmonton. I'm really traveling south
0: and it's really weird. Yeah, that is weird. That is weird. Is it going to be like, do you, Salim, are, is your family still in Edmonton?
3: Yeah, they are. So it's actually, uh, it works so well. I I got here on Wednesday and my, my dad and his buddy met up with me and we, we had lunch uh, a couple of days later and we looked at apartments. So, most of my family is in Edmonton and Vancouver, so it's nice after a few years being away from them to be fairly close by now. And um, it, it'll be cool to see them on weekends every now and then, and, and just uh, a lot more than the once a year it was uh, before when I was living out east.
0: That's very cool. That's very cool. Now, um, have you, did you find an apartment? Did you find a place?
3: Yeah, so I've got. Uh, I, I didn't want to look at a ton of spots. I just uh, I don't know Calgary at all, really. So i was just doing a lot of googling, and um, I I have my heart set on a place in a neighborhood called Eau Claire. I don't know if you uh, know of it, Jermaine. It's
2: yeah, right that's... along the
3: river and downtown, and it's got parks. And so I uh, I have my heart set on a couple of places over there. So for now, I'm just staying in a hotel, and then. By December 1st they I'll have uh, a new permanent address, and um, yeah, we'll be ready to go. Hold on, wait a minute. I have to interrupt. TSN's
0: only paying for a hotel for like three weeks.
3: No, they're they're paying for uh, everything all the time.
0: Okay, good, um, good, because <laughs> they should. We we wanted to call them out on that. Um, so, no. Claire, you approve of that, Jermaine? You oh, that?
1: totally. It's yeah. right there in in the city and um, well recommended. You're you're a single guy, Salim? Yeah, yeah, no kids or, or partner oh, or anything. So. Oh, uh, then oh you, so like limb. you could not ask for much more than Eau Claire or maybe <laughs> Kensington. Now, me, when I moved to Calgary, I was just married and had a okay, babe yeah. on the way, so all of a sudden... Um, we were like, Oh, let's go to the Northwest ranch plants. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's right. Married life. But, uh, it was, uh, (laughs) it's outstanding. Like where you're picking heart set. I don't think you should have any troubles because things are tough in Cowtown. So I hope, I hope, uh, I would think that it would be pretty easy to get a place or that's not the case.
3: Yeah, it seems like it. I, uh, I looked at a few spots and you can tell sort of when, when the renter or when the owner is reaching out to you more than, Mm -hmm. more than you'd expect that odds are they haven't had a ton of people come in to visit. So I I got that sense from a couple of people. It's um, I think for me, like everyone else during a pandemic, you start to prioritize living a bit around green space and, yeah. I mean the Bow the Bow River being right right there by Eau Claire that that kind of was really important to me, but yeah, it doesn't seem too bad. It definitely feels as though it's a it's a renters market here, so that's nice for someone that's moving moving from another part of the country. So
0: yeah, yeah. that's great. Um, so Jermaine, do you have as someone who worked in that market uh, all that time, uh, maybe some key pieces of advice, things that you wish someone might have told you? Before you arrive in Cowtown, uh, those many years ago, as a fresh-faced kid.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. Um, you know, you know, when I first got there, and this is kind of a joke, but it, but it isn't. I think when it's funny, it's when it's the truth. It was like, "Where are you from?" "Oh, I'm from Ontario," and they're like, "I'm sorry to hear that." <laughs> and when I say "there," they, I mean everybody. Everybody, yeah, <laughs> absolutely. <laughs> I'm, yeah, I'm like, "Yeah, I'm from out east." Yeah, I figured. Yeah, yeah there's a bit. Well, and Slim, you would
0: know, like growing up in edmonton you know like there is a bit of a not an anti-east thing but toronto specifically yeah um
3: yeah just, right? I, I got that sense there's there's definitely i don't know if, if maybe jealousy isn't the right word but it's sort of it's like every every city every major city in the world is sort of envied by the by the people that don't live in that city you know and Americans rag on New York a lot. French people rag on Paris a lot. I think it's that kind of um, yeah, yeah. mentality more than anything.
1: Yeah, yeah. I think uh, I think like you're right. Jealousy isn't the right word, but maybe annoyance. Annoyance because yeah. when you yeah. when you see like we saw an election down south, when you see an election here in Canada, and then when you see Ontario. B- And they're like, okay, so (laughs) our three million votes aren't going to matter much, right? Yeah, (laughs) yeah, yeah. By by eight o'clock Eastern, you know, whatever you do, and that's a bit annoying. I could see from Alberta.
3: And then I think there's also there's also you know when. When the Leafs and the Habs come out west, <laughs> oh, the buildings yeah. it's are
1: unbelievable.
3: <laughs> so unbelievable. So
0: let's get into that. So that used to drive me insane, right? Like growing up uh, in Alberta, and you'd go to an Oilers game or you'd go to a Flames game, and there'd be no Flames fans. There'd just be Habs fans or Leaf fans because the Oilers and Flames season ticket holders had said, "Hey, we can triple our money on this game. <laughs> I don't care about these teams." That's the other yeah. thing like I could think. The misconception might be that Albertans really care about the seeing the Leafs or seeing the Habs and I know a lot of them do but a lot of them don't do it yeah. <laughs> for a lot of Oilers and Flames fans that's just another team their team is playing yeah. so if they can triple their money on those tickets from expat torontonian's or expat montrealers they'll do it and that's frustrating but it, you also get it from an economic perspective
1: yeah and it's and it's worth it and the buildings they're still they're on fire um, like Salim was saying it it is on fire whenever whenever the Leafs and Canadians come to town. It's it's nuts. Actually, Vancouver, any Canadian city
0: um, with the exception
1: of...
3: I wonder, uh, I wonder well, just well, how the that effect
1: that. will be right now.
3: What's that, Slim? What? <laughs> I wonder with this all-Canadian division just if that oh, magic man. and if that passion will sustain itself if the Leafs are going to be playing the Oilers four times a year as opposed to once, that kind of thing. I wonder if if that passion will continue? It's a great question. The thing that
0: uh, Pierre LeBrun talked about that I thought was fascinating is their discussion that maybe they might consider doing, say, like baseball style. So play three games Mm -hmm. in a row or something like that. Now that could get pretty interesting. You know, by that third game. And Uh, super chippy. Right? Oh, yeah. Mm -hmm. Right? So you're yeah. not waiting for that Kachuk Cassian fight. It's happening tomorrow.
2: <laughs> <laughs> no, exactly. And the day after. And the <laughs> <a> day <laughs> after.
0: <That's right>. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. So Salim, tell us a bit about your journey. Uh you know, you start in Edmonton. How do you end up back in Calgary? Where where do you go?
3: Yeah, yeah. It was it was quite the circuitous path. So I uh I was initially in school to be a, a high school teacher um, and then I, I was freelancing and actually met uh, Mike Babcock at an event on my birthday and I introduced myself and just kind of said, hey, I'm in school to be a teacher but my heart is really set on being a sports journalist and he actually gave me about 20 minutes at this time and he actually gave me a lot of really practical advice and uh, that, that was sort of that was the TSM turning point if you will um, and then uh, after that I I uh, lived in Montreal for three months on a student exchange I, I was an English language assistant teacher in, in the suburb of Paris France for a year I uh, at that point I didn't have my degree so I went back to Montreal in 2014 applied to Concordia's journalism school, I uh, literally risked my life to get into that program. Um, I got in and then graduated, and then I was fortunate enough to begin working after graduation with T S N as an associate producer and statistician on the Habs broadcast, and I was contributing to the New York Times, and I think I was working at the CBC as well. So it's all those balls that I was sort of juggling, and then that led to, to more opportunities, and I, I became pretty frequently contributing to the New York Times and writing a lot about race and diversity. And then this job opened up, and here we are. Uh, here we are a few months later, and in Calgary.
0: <laughs> That's amazing. That's actually really wild. We need to go back
1: to the Babcock thing. Yeah, and then I got a question about the Concordia thing.
0: Yeah, okay. So, Bab- <laughs> right off the top, Babcock, he sits you down. What give? Give us a couple of nuggets
3: that stuck with you that he he told you. Sure. Uh, he said, "Just you know, it, it was it was a lot of the you got to be going for something that you're passionate about, and and you." You know your career is important, and if this is something that your heart's set on, you you should go for it. And he also told me. So I was I was at a a small university in Edmonton at the time called McEwen University, and he told me, hey, why don't you just reach out to McEwen University's athletics department and just see maybe they have a role as a ticket seller or or. You know, like, uh, just they, they might have a role in the concessions, but at least you're in and then you can maybe work your way up or, or tell them that you're interested in media and then who knows, maybe they'll have you write game stories down the line or something like that. So. I followed his advice, and my first job there, at McEwen, was actually the the um, public address announcer for the men's hockey team, the Griffins. So that was my first uh, sports media job, and it, it kind of grew from there. That led to broadcasting basketball and volleyball, and it was sort of a snowball effect. So that was definitely a really impactful moment, and it also showed me just you know you're you're talking to someone that has an awful lot of accomplishments, but the fact that they're still so down-to-earth and and willing to interact with someone like myself was really... I was 19 at the time, so that was another pretty important lesson I uh, gleaned from that experience.
0: See, when Babcock was making fun of Mark Masters' shoes last year.
3: <laughs> I knew that deep
0: down, deep. deep down, there was a caring element to that, right? There maybe, was that like, was,
3: maybe that was career advice. It, it was. Itself.
0: Absolutely, Salim. <laughs> it absolutely was. It was like, I, yeah, it was I'm going to make fun of you, but deep down, I know it would be better if you wore better <laughs> shoes to these press conferences. Um, yeah, what, see,
3: what, people yeah. are tough to read, but...
0: Yeah, exactly. Now, you had a question about Concordia, and I think I might know what it is. Yeah, so what does literally risking your life mean?
3: Sure. So uh, I was applying to Concordia while I was still living in France. Um, This was in spring 2014. I've told this story a lot. So basically, in order to get into Concordia's journalism program at the time, you had to prove that you could speak and write English well. And despite my many attempts to try and convince the departments that uh, I was from Edmonton and that I I was very good at speaking English, um, (laughs) they, they just didn't believe me, or I'm not sure why. So um, I had to write the, the TEFL exam, which is an exam you take to, to be able to be certified to teach English. Um, and at the time, there wasn't an exam in Paris that would have met the application deadline for Concordia. So I had to write the exam in Lyon, which is a city three hours south of uh, Paris. So I decided to make a weekend out of it, and I took the bullet train. And before I got to the hostel where I was staying... Um, I, I just had some, some pasta at a restaurant and actually had a really serious allergic reaction <laughs> um, to the pasta. There's a, I'm allergic to nuts, and there's nuts in the pasta, oh, I guess. No. So, um, so I was in an ambulance and in the hospital the whole night, um, and I got released at like three in the morning, and I had to write the exam at eight in the morning, so I basically only had a couple of hours to sleep. And the exam actually, the TEFL exam is actually very tough. Oh, wow. <laughs> It's it's. um, it, it's, I remember some of the questions. It, it, they were asking about biology and all these terms, and it, it was always 120, and I got 109. So I mean, it was just such a crazy, crazy situation. I'm still thinking, what is Concordia thinking? What's I going know. on there? Born in Edmonton? I, <laughs> I tried a lot to convince them. <laughs> just, I can speak it. I can write English. you got to let me in. Oh, but wow. uh, I had to go through the, the hoops to get there, but it worked out. Oh, that's good. I'm happy to hear
0: that. And um, and now you're back in Calgary. And when you heard about about the gig, were you always a hockey fan? Were you someone who always wanted to to work for TSN? Or like, what was the uh, what was the initial thought? I think, when you I, saw
3: was, it? I, think I was always wired to want to be a journalist. I think um, just growing up, I was looking. I, I did part of the interview while I was back home in Edmonton. Actually, I just had a, a trip planned there, and and the interview happened to coincide with it. And I. I was looking at some of the stuff I did when I was a kid and I had you know, my first layer to the editor was in the Edmonton Journal when I was when I was nine or ten years old. My first full length article I think was when I was thirteen or fourteen. What? So so wow. it it's very young. So The prodigy.
0: Um, You're the prodigy, Salim.
3: I think that's that I mean my mom would appreciate that, but I don't know <laughs> if that's actually uh, real news. <laughs> but um but yeah, it just worked out from there and um yeah, I'm uh, fortunate to have had a lot of uh, support along the way, a lot of help, and some very impactful mentors. And, and hey, here we are about to get started on an adventure uh, back close to home.
0: Well, um, we're really happy for you, buddy. This is this is huge news. And uh, before we let you go, Jermaine, any last... Last piece of advice, maybe restaurant advice. <laughs> yeah. Oh
3: yeah, I was gonna ask for that, Jeremy. I'm I'm a rookie here. You gotta give me uh, you got give me some some lists. Is Peter's Drive In yeah. still? Open? Yeah, yeah. Peter's, yeah. Is still there. <laughs> Peter's is still there. Peter's is still there. I remember going there of... when I was a kid. Yeah. <laughs> exactly.
0: I like Peter's Drive In. Uh, that oh, no, Salt looks pretty good. Yeah. What's the um. One in the Le, Le Germain Hotel, uh, Charcut. That was good. I like going there. That was Sounds a good like a one. steakhouse. Yeah, it was like kind of a modern steakhouse. I think the chef was okay, from Top okay. Chef Canada. And, uh, that was pretty good. We yeah. went, Dan and I went there last year. We did a live podcast at, um, Mount Royal at oh, that nice. beautiful, Ooh. beautiful new, uh, theater there. Yeah. Yeah. And, mm-hmm. um, and then we went to Charkot after. So yeah, no, a great town. Yeah, I mean, everybody knows it's awesome. Town, yeah. yeah. Calgary's a
1: great town and you're, you're going to kill it. Salim, that's for sure. Um,
3: thanks so much. It'll be, it'll be an exciting adventure and, and just getting to know the fans and, and sort of be that build off what, what, Incredible work you do here, Jermaine. That's that's uh, both daunting and pretty exciting. So, well, that's nice
1: of you to say. I don't know about incredible, but you know. <laughs> <laughs> A long I think time it was incredible when you're there that long. Things things eventually get done, but uh, the
0: best Salim will be will start, and every time he does something, I'm like, "Well, Jermaine didn't do it this way, <laughs> but all right, Salim, <laughs> fine if you want to do it that way."
1: <laughs> but your role also is going to be a little bit different, so so it's going to be that's one thing that's one great thing that uh, um, you're going to be doing a lot a lot more writing and uh and telling uh stories in a different light in a different way so um in that sense the comparisons uh probably won't be there as much which is probably a good thing as well you'll you'll forge yeah. your own path is basically what i'm trying yeah. to say yeah
3: yeah yeah, it'll be fun. Bring that Hemingway element to the TSN. Uh, okay, calm, you, down, uh, yeah. Now.
0: Yeah. calm well, down. You, you call him the prodigy. That's true. He
3: prodigy. He yeah, Jay, you prodigy. can't pump up my tires. Yeah, exactly. And call me to calm me I'm. With but sometimes you, you got to pump the brakes. Hemingway. That means I care.
0: <laughs> that's like that's like Babcock with Mark Masters. He right, carves right. up the he shoes at the end of the day. But then when he saw that Mark polished the shoes, he was like, he was. You could see Babcock <laughs> was beaming. Yeah, he was he, proud. He was so proud, like a dad he's like a proud dad of mark masters um salim uh, welcome to the team thanks for joining us and uh hope you find a, a great spot in eau claire and uh in a nice local watering hole and and uh we're looking forward to having you with us for a long long time so thanks for joining us my friend and again congrats thanks, for,
3: thanks a lot jay thanks a lot jermaine i hope to host you here when you're both back uh, back in this great city
0: perfect so that settles it jermaine and myself staying at salim's place Next time Absolutely. we're in Cowtown. Perfect. That'll in be, Eau Claire. That'll be odd. But okay. Looking forward to it, buddy. <laughs> Good talking to you, my friend. See you soon, guys. And now it's time for us to call up our special guest. And this is interesting. Because this <laughs> yeah. is a person. Well, I don't I'm not gonna give, give anything away. Interesting. This is a surprise for Jermaine. Okay. This is a surprise for my friend Jermaine. Um wow like what a what a journey for and i love the uh you know as someone who started in uh, wanting to go into pharmacy and then eventually getting into this <laughs> i appreciate someone who you know from a practical perspective probably thought okay broadcasting it's too it's too crazy to think of doing that i'll be a teacher i, I can write i can you know I'm, i can speak english even though yeah. concordia won't <laughs> Believe acknowledge me. that um yeah, it's it's cool to you know meet you know it's we're making fun of it, but someone like for someone like Mike to take the time and sit down with him and actually inspire him that way is pretty pretty awesome. Actually, yeah, it's huge, and and it's really cool to hear a story like that because
1: obviously um, our image of Mike isn't necessarily uh, the same of what Salim just uh, just described, but what we can say about Babcock is he took the long route to get to where he eventually got to as well like it, it, it wasn't just advice that he gave he he practiced what he preached. He lived it he lived it yeah i mean he he was the coach of um red deer i believe and then he was the coach of uh uh the canadian college just south of what am i trying to say here just south of calgary but um Oh, in Lethbridge? Lethbridge. Yeah. 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 I mean it's
0: uh And then, you know, in the miners and yeah, exactly. Like like he exactly, he put the work in. And I think like that's true for anybody. It was like when I uh came back came to TSN in two thousand one, I was working at the NHL network and I was working with Mike Keenan. And Keenan was so different than I ever expected him to be. He was like uh just as solid as a rock, great it kind of the same thing, great advice. Stern, but funny. We used to play a clip of Harry Neal. It was like a behind-the-scenes clip of Harry Neal asking his stats guy where he had been for the first two periods, and and it used to make him laugh so much. We'd just be like, just play the clip so Mike can laugh. Okay, it's time for your special guest. Uh, This is someone who has ties to both Salim and Jermaine because he worked alongside Jermaine for a long time in Calgary. as Jermaine's camera guy, and now he's going to be Salim's camera Uh, guy. Ladies and gentlemen, it's Ryan Vardy. Ryan, how are you? Uh, is this somewhat emotional to be talking with Jermaine again?
4: I'm, I have towels on hand. Yeah. Single tears starting, but, uh, you know, a little dry everything. How much
0: do you miss uh, Jermaine uh, these days?
4: Uh, let me count the ways. <laughs>
1: I know right, that that's I it. was all I know I was all Vartz was thinking about um in Augusta. I mean, what else could he possibly be thinking about other than oh, yeah. our times together I and mean, where he would rather be. That's right. Yeah, He'd much there's, rather be on an assignment with me in the dome there's, than in Augusta yeah, in there nothing else, There was
4: nothing else going on in Augusta while <laughs> that was all.
0: So
1: you uh, we should explain the
4: Gulf.
0: You were you were uh our 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 camera operator in Augusta, uh for our coverage down there. So you stayed in the uh old Southern grandmother's house, uh yeah. which we like to call it. Uh take us inside the house because Ryan we we really want to turn that into a reality show. Um yeah. is that a good idea or do we risk possibly having the entire network shut down if they expose exactly what's happening there?
4: No, we we saw the movie uh trailer. Uh so pretty accurate we were, actually, we were we were uh we probably could have shot some b-roll for you uh you know to to more accurately show the uh whatever that is, the henry street uh, mansion uh they've been staying in yeah. the same
0: house for a long long time i
4: think right yeah Maybe. i think like i missed uh i got expelled from the masters group for three years for some reason because I don't know You know Those what you did
0: You know what you did
4: Barty. <laughs> I know what he didn't exactly. do what? He refused yeah. to iron
1: Somebody's underwear Oh, oh yeah
0: is that so like, like Dean Willers. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, uh,
4: oh, I don't know. I don't know if there's, uh, no, Dean wouldn't there's have there's anybody to touches. Uh. So,
0: <laughs> so Dean, Dean is uh, one of our other camera guys, longtime camera guy and a uh, great guy. The best guy. He pays really for, the good ironing, guy. He's well,
4: for the ironing though.
0: He, well, he irons everything. Like he'll iron <laughs> your stuff. I guess like he, I think he likes it. It's like therapeutic for him somehow. Yeah. And, and uh, yeah. Dino. I wish
4: I had a little bit of his OCD.
0: Yeah, he's intense in the sense that you're not going to get like so. Dave Parker, who's uh, the camera guy in Edmonton, another great guy. Um, he was with us at the London Olympics, and so was Dean. And our Dean did every shoot with us except for the shoot where I broke into the NBC Broadcast Center and sab and tried to like, you know, interview Jim Gray and interview Michelle Beadle, like just go guerrilla style, right? Dino, I deliberately did not bring Dino. In fact, I told him I was doing something else, and yeah. I asked Ryan, I asked uh, Parker to come with me because I knew that Dino would never like just go up to someone and start shooting. He has to stop. Yeah. He has to set up the sticks. He has to. Oh. He has to make sure the shot is he's perfect. Got two lights ready. He's got two lights ready. He's got to make sure. Two the, lights. he b- <laughs> He's got three,
4: four lights, a couple of bounces, and, and backlights. I just knew I was going to be a you, lost cause. You know, like, we we love picking on him, but let's just be clear: he is very talented.
0: Oh, an incredible shooter. Yeah. And all our guys are, you guys are all incredible. Yeah. Like you don't get to TSN without being an incredible shooter. But uh, yeah, Dino, but the Dino's OCD. got all the
4: toys and he likes to use them. So.
0: That's right. That's right. So uh, Vardy, what, talk about your, your time with Jermaine. Like when, Like how long exactly huh? was it? How long were, did you guys work together?
4: I think it was a long eight years almost. Yeah. For a, short, for a short seven and a half years.
0: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. <clears throat> and when uh, you start, yeah, wait, 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 did you hit it off right right away?
4: Well, the thing was, Jermaine and I knew each other. I knew him from, like, minute one that he got to Calgary back in, was o four. 04, Frank?
1: Yeah, 03, September yeah. 03, so just I, in time I was, for the run.
4: Yeah, and I was, uh, at that time, I was shooting for a uh, now defunct uh, small sports network that oh, had a yeah. sticker on the bottom. Scrappy,
0: yeah. scrappy upstart. Network the score. Deb Matiechka. Right. Uh, slightly. Uh, Deb Matyichka better Matyichka looking than, uh,
4: than me. Oh, so
0: you yeah. were shooting with Deb Matiechka? Yep. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah, Deb. I go way back with Deb. We worked in Saskatoon together. Awesome yeah, of person. Course. Yeah, way yeah. better looking than Jermaine. Way yeah. better. Yeah. Yeah.
1: <laughs> so yeah. so now we see that it's been a long eight years instead yeah. of the short yeah. seven. And a, you know, from Deb yeah, to. I mean, I, I mean I, let's be honest. Here. Uh, I'm I'm with
0: you. I'm uh, you're preaching to the choir here. <laughs> so
4: yeah. When I when so when I ended up started to work with Jermaine, I had known him at that time for ten years almost probably. Yeah. yeah. So. uh yeah, our relationship was already kicked off and we have we've already had at that time uh a few beverages post work and you know we had a we had a pretty tight community here uh with the media group some cameras and some on-air folks and such so mm-hmm. and um, then Eric Francis on
0: well. the side by himself not talking to anybody <laughs> i
4: yeah, he's just plotting to see how he can get us to his events and all that stuff so yeah yeah He's got to shine some sort of uh, turd a little bit but Well, you know, I, Eric is the best I, I really yeah, like Eric I've, and, I've known Eric for longer than most people In the industry in this town like uh, That I know I mean, I think I've known him for I met him in 1995 boy, So yeah. let's go back to A 95
0: Eric Francis in Cowtown That must oh, have been pretty wild Oh, fresh <laughs> Oh my Oh
4: boy Oh, you know, man. <laughs> covering the uh, the way I met him was I was working with the Calgary Canucks uh, Junior A team in town as a athletic therapist in training. Uh, and Eric was covering our big national championship run, which is a, a lockout year, or 95? Oh, you're off the top 000. of my head. I have no
0: idea. Oh, yeah. Yeah, it probably, sounds like yeah, I think right. you're, you're right.
4: right. I think you're right. Yeah. yeah. So we had like 3,000 people come to our games. We're right. normally like,
0: 30. So that's pretty cool. Anyway, that's pretty cool. That's, it's, that's enough about Eric. Grant. Well, no, but that, <laughs> that reminds me cause th- that's right. Because I remember that lockout. I remember people thought in the GTA, that because of the lockout, the same thing would happen with all the GTA OHL teams, right? That, that yeah. you know, all the OHL teams would get better attendance. And, in fact, the attendance went down here. Oh, wow. Because Toronto is a Leafs town, not a hockey town. Yeah, Don't, exactly. at <laughs> Don't at me. Don't at me, Toronto. It's true. It's a Leafs town. It's not a hockey town.
4: Jermaine uh, has used that line many, many times. <laughs> he knows. He's from know. here. He, he gets it. He's a, Stov-a-lider, whatever they call it Exactly. Is They're that what you call St- I think it's a Stavillion.
0: Stavillion. Yeah.
4: So, um,
0: Ryan, have you met uh, your new reporter? Uh, we just I, had him on uh, the podcast,
4: Salim. Oh, great. Yeah, no, I, uh, uh, like, Yes, yeah, I heard your intro there that I, have um, worked with Jermaine and I'm working with Salim. I've not met Salim. I've talked to him on the phone a couple of times, but because of our master's coverage, um, I am not allowed to face-to-face with any Bell oh. Media employees for uh, another week or so.
0: Right, oh, right. Oh. Was all the diseases you guys we brought will,
4: back. I know, I know. We just you, had our last spit test today, so we should be good.
0: Oh, that's good. That's good. Wait, so we asked this question last week of Graham Dillette. Mm-hmm. And I'll ask it. Great guy. Yeah, he's the best. Good Weyburn, Saskatchewan guy. What? Oh, I'm going to ask you the same question. If you had to live with one person, who would it be? Uh, forever. James Duffy or Bob Weeks?
4: Oh, Bob Weeks. Yeah, 100%. That's the correct answer, Vardy. Yeah, yeah. Like I couldn't get that out fast enough. <laughs> Weeksy. <see. laughs>
1: also are you of Windsor alum?
4: Oh, there yeah, you uh, go. Nice. I mean the, the it's the correct answer because the maintenance differences Incredible.
0: Let's go through that. Get let's go deeper on that,
4: one, Barty. <laughs>
0: let's get into that a little bit. What do you? us uh, what you mean.
4: Well, I mean, what has to be said? It's James does maintenance. You know, yeah. it's uh, it's, it's very important.
0: It's makeup. It's, uh, it's
4: sometimes it's, forgotten makeup. It's ha- ha- it's forgotten. hangers
0: on. It's entourages, which is it's just puffy. Where's,
4: it's where's my pass? Oh, I forgot my pass outside. <laughs> oh, I forgot. <laughs> This I forgot that So
0: he's We're like a child Is what you're saying
4: Yeah he's just Jimmy He's a good guy good. <laughs> See He just but, needs some He uh, needs some uh, Corraling He needs some help Once in a while That's why we send yeah, Puffy not, down but, All but the Bob time Bob Yeah oh yeah He's a, a hell of an individual Oh man Bob is He's the he's best a curler And a golfer And you know All those things
1: Yeah man. that Shocked me
4: And He likes his tequila Oh he yeah nothing, oh, nothing Nothing mm. Nothing
1: yeah, the curling, yeah. that's fantastic. And, um,
0: and he likes to stretch before every...
4: Uh, There's one thing this year at the old, uh, uh, Henry Street Mansion that I didn't see was, did not see Bob Weeks doing any uh, backyard workouts. Oh, I don't okay. know if you saw Graham Gillette's tweet, but he caught Duffy doing a workout on the back porch. What was, what was Duffy Which, doing?
0: Like, was he just doing he,
4: steps? Graham gave him a workout, a little 15-minute uh, pro golfer workout, um, and uh, yeah. And you didn't well, shoot players. it for us? Graham Dillett did. Oh, okay. Okay. Yes, It's on his Twitter somewhere. So
0: Okay. I missed that somehow. That seems like
1: something yeah, we would have put on TV. Yeah, it burpees
4: involved and some kettlebells. and <laughs> oh uh, wow, yeah, kettlebells. A, a That's actually incredible.
1: Did that come with the house, too?
4: <laughs> yeah, it was at the back porch, yeah. <laughs> yeah um came, came
0: with everything do you guys uh I know is there anything you guys want to say to each other before we uh, wrap this up?
1: <laughs> well, you know it's over. uh it's over <laughs> it's not <laughs> the thing about me and varts is uh it wasn't that long ago when we last talked, so um talking when I, we know others are listening in is a lot different than when we actually just call each other.
0: That's interesting.
1: We should have maybe yeah. just reported one of your phone calls. Then we w- probably both would have been
4: fired. But you know, we're not. are not. We're not bringing good. up old. We're not up old stories when we get the uh, biweekly phone calls to see how's your mom doing. Yeah, ex-
0: exactly. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. I appreciate that. Uh, where do you think? Uh, before we let you go, Ryan, where do you think Salim is single and ready to mingle? Where do you think he should live in the city of Calgary?
4: Well we've had this discussion. This is one of the first chats we had um He seems like uh he seems like he was he loved the downtown montreal uh life and he seems like, yeah up super <laughs> sexy, <et cetera. laughs> yeah. something in peel something um, he uh yeah he's he's looking at the downtown he's a younger guy right he's you know he's he's, he's not even quite thirty i don't think yeah. so yeah he's way cooler than i am probably so he will be uh, maybe around the East Village, the new up-and-coming East Village uh, oh. is what he's looking at, maybe.
0: I don't know that. I've, I've
4: recommended... I've re- well, it's you know where Inglewood is, probably.
0: Yeah.
1: yeah. So I only go to
4: Kensington.
0: And, I only go to
1: Kensington, Okay, yeah, Kensington's
4: another one that I've
1: yeah. sort of offered soon. Kensington would be a good one. He's thinking Eau Claire um, now, but East Village would be... Well, that's oh, n- right there, yeah. Eau Claire is right across, yeah.
4: right across the river from Kensington, so... Yeah, exactly. Um... But yeah, East Village, Bridgeland, they even brought up. Uh, he doesn't really want to go down 17th. It's too much. Too much.
0: What about Electric Avenue? Is that still happening? No, no it's not? not. 20 years? Happen. Okay, sorry.
4: You no. Know. <laughs> yeah. Coconut Joe's is now a uh, daycare, I believe, okay. if you're looking to, you uh-huh.
0: know, I could actually that. use a daycare right now. So that's Yeah, well, I think a lot of
4: people that are using the daycare there used to go to Coconut Joe's. <laughs> used so. to go,
0: right, exactly. Oh, Electric <laughs> Avenue, what a time that was. Um, all right, well, Ryan, man, it's great chatting with you. And I'm glad that yeah. we could bring you and Jermaine together one final time. Uh, you will never speak after this moment. <laughs> um,
4: Reunited and it feels so yeah. good. Yeah,
0: I mean, it's nice. It's nice. I know you're moving on uh, with Salim and I know that's going to be great. So, uh, yeah.
1: thanks for joining us. As
4: soon as I have a face-to-face with Salim, it is over. Yeah,
1: it's done. (laughs) The one thing I will say publicly, uh, yeah, Vardy is the best for sure. And uh, a good little surprise guest here for sure. Um, But you know, Varts, we we talk almost every other week anyways. But what I will say... Is a thank you, like um, you know what you do for me, did for me uh, as a camera guy, helped me out all the time. wasn't never was afraid to um, ask me questions when I babbled on with a stand up that didn't make any sense. <laughs> that didn't make much sense to me, and I'd be like, "What? I do it. Uh, it's like, uh, uh, I was perfect. If it doesn't make sense to me, it's probably not going to make sense to the rest of the nation." And I'm like. You're right. You're right. And I uh, really appreciate that because that's what, that's what good, great camera guys do. And uh, that's what you are, Bart. So I appreciate it. And Salim is definitely in good hands.
4: Yeah. Well, it was uh, it was a good time. And uh, I wish you nothing but the best because you're in a spot where you're super happy now, super confident, uh, loving life. And I'm happy for you beyond words. Thanks, man. Now
1: you say how good of a reporter that I was. Oh. Just kidding.
4: Oh, <laughs> Um, battery low yeah, yeah.
0: <laughs> <laughs> thanks peace. Barts yeah thanks for inviting me that Deb she's awesome see you later yeah. say hi to Deb for us oh it's, oh, it's for sure for sure. <laughs> alright Barts see peace you buddy well listen uh, that was that almost got emotional at the end there we've never, we've never gone there on the Jane Dan podcast and I gotta be honest I liked it it was nice <laughs> I could
1: use a triple-thick chocolate shake
0: right now. You know what? We, uh, we got a couple hours to show time. <laughs> Let's get the hell out of here. Let's get the hell out of this building and go to McDonald's right now. <laughs> 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 We're going to hang it up. Jermaine, uh, thanks for filling in this week, man. You are awesome. This, this is fun. Thanks for having me. This is really fun. I mean, uh, Slim seems like a great guy, a prodigy. Yeah. Um, a rising star of the network. A Western Hemingway. Yeah, a Western Hemingway. You know what? If his nickname isn't Hemingway, <laughs> I don't know anything about anything. His nickname I has to it be is.
1: Hemingway. I, I think it is. And we're all going to Cuba in 10 years. <laughs> <laughs> retire. Find Hemingway's room. Yes. And, you know,
0: Havana. Uh, yeah. Typewriter. Slim's, Slim's probably been there already. Probably. <laughs> right? <laughs> He's probably been there. He's read all the books. <laughs> the
1: Balji Room. And Logie will be like, it's Lalji. <laughs> no, no. Balji. It's Balgy.
0: okay, Farhan. Okay, Farhan. Back off. Get, get out of here, buddy. There's a new kid in town. Go back to New Westminster or wherever you live. <laughs> Farhan. He's also a good guy. And I believe he'll join us on, on our show we'll tonight. We'll see him tonight. Yeah, we'll see him, we'll see him tonight. So we'll talk to him. Funny guy. Um, all right, we're gonna we're gonna sign off for this week. We will uh, talk to you next week when my guest co-host will be Natasha Stanishevsky. Who is that? Our first time having her. It's our first time having yes. Natasha. She's never been on the show. So Dan had Natasha on as a guest host a couple of weeks. This ago
1: This is not fair because again, better looking than me. Yeah,
0: but for, <laughs> for you and I, you could say that about everyone here. That's true. That's Even true. Stop right? Stop her! Look at that guy. Turns heads. He's like a young Chris Hemsworth. It was Thor was between Stoff and Chris Hemsworth. I had a scheduling conflict though. Right, and you couldn't do it. Clearly. You had to do the rubber boots podcast. Yeah, that Duffy he doesn't let up. You had to tell Marvel, I can't do it, Duffy. He loses his passes, he's doing burpees. (laughs) Burpees. How did I miss that? I follow Graham on Twitter. I'll go find it. All right. We're going to sign off for this week. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you next week. Bye. They're going home. To the Jay and Dan podcast, brought to you by our friends at McDonald's. James Duffy presents the Rubber Boots
1: Podcast. So we're sitting down at our table. The waiter comes up, and he's like profusely sweating. And this is like 100% his first line to us. He goes, "Hello, I am not well." (laughs) I'm very ill. (laughs) You ate there? I came down with it yesterday. I've just not been good. Not good at all. Get
0: it at tsn.ca and anywhere you get your podcasts.